Hey, what is up, everybody, and happy Thursday to ya. Hope it was having a decent, enjoyable week. It is uh, almost spring outside. I mean, legally and technically and meteorologically, it is indeed spring, but spring has arrived in the Northeast, so thank you for that. Uh, what's that? A little about me? Oh, well, I am your host for the Hard Rock Lunchbox. And coincidentally, I look exactly like the dude from the Top 20. And the Top 20, as it so happens, has a new episode out today. Uh, I had to actually go look and see what the episode was because not much has changed since last week. And I'm still pretty crappy at doing this whole promotion thing and being a good employee and all that other stuff. But uh, it's the one where I'm talking about like fan support and how important fans actually are to the success of not only bands, but other projects. And then I kind of just, you know, wheedle off into the area where uh, I complain about people that pad their views on YouTube. And I was talking about the dude or whatever, whoever was doing it over at the Millennium Music Conference and how ridiculous it just looks to anybody that bothers to take a look. And then I wondered whether or not even if anybody even bothers to take a look. So they may not. So, man, go check it out. But, uh, yeah, that's on StrangerHood TV right now. Uh, that came out first thing this morning. I recommend you checking it out. Not because it's good, but because I'd, I'd like people to have, like, plays on there and stuff like that. So it looks like it's worth keeping. Uh, it's been up for 12 hours. I've got nine views, to be perfectly honest. That's probably the best anything's ever done ever for me. <laughs> and I do realize that it's just a you know a recap of what we're kind of doing here every Thursday. But like, like I said, I am planning a new show that will be kind of exclusively for the Stranger TV. I do have to talk to Jimmy about it because it is his channel and I can't just put stuff up. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess I could. I could probably do it for a couple of weeks and then Jimmy would be like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> but it, Oh, and other Jimmy G news. Uh, according to the Instagrams, uh, Jimmy G has gotten his first dose of the vaccination, which means... Oh, wait. Yes. All applause. He's gotten his first dose of the vaccination, which means, of course, if you feel like it, you can now download the Where's Jimmy G app and track him and his microchip chip wherever he is across the country. So, awesome. I'm kidding, of course. You'd have to watch his uh, Instagram story to know what I'm talking about. So do that. Jimmy G's shoes over at Instagram. Find uh, out all the good stuff that's uh, going on. Also on Stranger TV this week, another uh, episode, the part due of uh, the uh, interview with Mickett from Rivals. Uh, check that out. One, uh, one probably downside with being friends with both uh, Jimmy and Mikey um, and following all of their accounts as i tell you often to do you should do this i will say the one downside though is whenever there is a new uh bacon is my podcast episode i also follow bacon is my podcast but mikey and jimmy all have multiple instagram accounts so not only do i see all the posts uh, and all the stories but i see them multiple times I'm trying to limit myself to the ones that I will respond to. I'm trying to keep it very bacon as my podcast-ish and just use the others as ancillary because I can't keep putting up claps and and this thing and that thing and all the other things all day long on 37 Instagram accounts just because bacon is my podcast. This is a new episode out because I know that because it's every Monday. Every Monday without – you don't even have to tell me. But – 
trying to make a joke, but I'm not very funny. I'm not very. I'm not sleeping very well. So if this show goes off the rails earlier than not, that's what it is. Also, programming note for the top twenty. I happened to notice that over the past couple weeks, you would in the Hard Rock Lunchbox can't see this, but in two weeks you'll be able to see this on the top twenty. I happened to notice that I had behind me, which is by the way, behind me is the 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 center the the downtown headquarters for most Rebel Nine shipments. Not all shipments come out of here. Some actually do come from like actual places, like real places. But if you were to be like, yo, man, I'm going to bet $1 on where I think most Rebel 9 stuff comes from. If you said right here, you'd be correct. Also, we're also in the middle of my recording studio, like my pre-production studio. You can't see that part because that's here and here and over there. And you can't see that because I'm too lazy to take my phone out and show it to you. But so I have my instruments here and I realized that for like the past, I don't know, 500 top 20 videos my bass has been sitting wait my bass has been sitting right here and has not moved while my guitar was sitting over there just out of frame to be fair that has also not moved and the reason those have not moved is because i have not done a single thing creatively with either one of those things uh but uh, it was bothering me that my bass was being highlighted over there. My bass was being highlighted in the top 20 videos, so I have now given some screen time to my uh, my dear sweet Les Paul, who, my favorite guitar in the world. Don't tell the other guitars that. They get mad, crazy, jealous. But yeah, so if uh, you want to show some love for my PRS Custom 24 right there, feel free. I do it all the time. And now that I've wasted your time with that, by the way, I know you probably can't see this or hear this, but Man, I rolled my ankle this morning, something fierce. And I know you're probably like, uh, DJ, were you pulling a car or for your massive workout this morning? And uh, the answer would be no. I was walking down the hall with a cup of coffee. And uh, I am now, I guess, either at that age or weight or disposition or lack of human non-grossitude that I can just do stuff like pull and roll my ankle by using it for what God intended, which is weird, but, you know, if that's where we're at, that's where we're at. Don't let the champion sh- uh, shirt fool you. They sell them to anyone. I am nobody's champion. So, um, it is time to get started on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. By the way, I've addressed, I feel like I have a lot of programming notes. Uh, I've, I feel like I'm trying to address a lighting issue that I've had. So I have a, a light right there that's trying to stabilize some of the lights. I noticed that the only light I really have down here is mainly through the outside windows, which goes up and down depending on the sun. And seeing as this show should not be dependent on anything or anybody, including uh, astro stellar bodies, I tried to add a little bit of light to it. I have one of those production lights. Uh, it, it has the effect of stabilizing the light and the aperture of the camera. It also, unfortunately, has the side effect of lighting me personally, which I cannot stand. But that's neither here nor there. So I just want you to know, anybody that's watching the Top, top 20, it's completely for your benefit. Uh, if you are listening on the Hard Rock Lunchbox, this is not for your benefit whatsoever. Uh, we will get to that stuff later in the show. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I did have some stuff I wanted to talk about. I had a couple things I actually wanted to talk about. But 
in in an effort to try and keep this uh, opening segment under 20 minutes. I just wanted to talk about one thing in particular. And yes, I realize I'm like nine minutes in. <laughs> one thing in particular, and I am not using this as... Um, I, I have been called arrogant uh, more times than I can count for me uh, publicly addressing uh, things that I, I think are... Uh, that need addressing. Let's put it that way. I, I don't. I don't like particularly bad band behavior. Uh, I don't like it for two reasons. One, I don't like it because I'm in a band and it makes us all look bad when bands act badly. By the way, what is happening with my hair here? Hold on one second, please. See, this is why. God damn it! This is why I wear a hat. And also, I have not gotten a haircut in. I don't know. In COVID. <laughs> I gotta do that. It's really, it's hell annoying. Uh, but so yeah, I'm in a band. So when bands behave badly, it it's it's a negative kind of stigma against like the industry in which I work in. You know, we I've I've talked for years about like yeah, I'm in a band and like oh yeah, my cousin's chiropractor's in a band. They play like blues and you know do some covers for Wings and stuff. I'll be like, no, no, I'm in an actual band where I actually write material. It's original and people pay me to play it for them. Oh. oh. A real bit like so there's that part but there's also like oh you're a lead singer you must be a huge asshole now that is a hundred percent true absolutely a safe bet to make and as has been pointed out to me by my own family uh that i am not only when i was in g davy and early revel nine not only was i the lead singer i was also the lead guitar player making me two assholes in the same band and i can't deny any of that Lead singers have a lot of issues to deal with, uh, and um, that just that just is. It makes us uh, be, generally speaking, awful people, and not always. But you know, there's a good there's a good chance. Let's just say that. Uh, but anyway, so there's a lot about bands that behave badly, especially at venues when they treat places like crap. They treat fans like crap, uh, and, and I just I don't like it. It makes it makes it harder for me. To do my job, right? And that's a pet peeve of mine. Anybody that knows me knows that if you're making my job... Like, I don't mind doing the work. If you're making my job harder, immediately it's going to be a problem. So I don't like that. I've called out bands for that a lot. Um, Especially bands that I've actively played with that will ruin a night for all the other bands because they're dicks to fans or dicks to the venue or dicks to the other bands, right? So more often than not, that's usually my bet. But a lot of times I complain about band behavior because I'm a fan of the band. I've had that problem with a couple of local bands, some of which don't even speak to me anymore because of it. And I wasn't addressing it from any point of like, this is what you should do and I'm right. I don't do that. I offer up what my opinion is and what I think the net effect of stuff that's going on. If I ever come across like I am the end-all, be-all of knowing what to do and do it correctly, that is not my point, and I am truly sorry. I am trying always to make myself better, my situation better, and advise the people around me with stuff that I've gleaned by watching and living and existing in these situations. And I think that that has value. I've loved when people have done that for me in the past. They've 
given me tremendous shortcuts, like on how to how to get through things. I mean, bands and, and friends of mine have come to me for years for advice on on songs, on set lists, on touring, and I, and I don't like. I am no expert. I've just done it, and I can say, well, this is what worked for me, and so like I will do that, and I will do that often, and sometimes I do that unprompted. Because either I have a radio show to fill, or I have something that's happened that just pissed me off so much, and I just cannot control myself, so I have to post it on social media. Because sometimes I truly am an impulsive child, but at least I'm not out robbing for meth. So, like, this is definitely better than that, but it definitely does piss some people off. So, all that being said, the issue I want to address today came up during the week. And I am in no way making any judgment about the person that posted it. It does, however, give me a starting point uh, to talk about something that I want to talk about. Now, the person that posted it, absolutely a friend of mine, uh, absolutely has done this before. And I'm pretty sure it's just a start of a conversation. I've talked to some people that like really post stuff that... Like my, my buddy Dave from Vinyl Plane and now 10 Ton Mojo. Perfect example. He actively posts stuff to piss people off to engage and he like he says it <laughs> like he'll he'll say it right on there and there's such a like just a beauty in the truth of that like <laughs> like yeah you know you want to be a dick about stuff like he'll say like i feel like being a dick so um you know uh i think the beatles suck you know or whatever like i can't even think of anything off the top of my head but like he'll do that and it's fun and it's funny and you know I fall for the trap all the time. Like, Dave, how could you, you know, like, dear prudence, like, you know, whatever, whatever we're arguing about. And uh, like, Dave and I have been friends for a really long time. So, he, like, we have had arguments where, like, either he or I have told the other one, like, why don't you just go F off and die? And then, like, you know, a couple days later, it's like a text. Be like, how you doing, man? You know, I hear the price of bacon is cheap at Wabams, you know, like, <laughs> it's just the way our relationship worked. But, like, I've seen him do that. He is not responsible for this post at all. But anyway, a buddy of mine is. And like I said, he's done this before. And I'm going to read the post verbatim. And if you saw it, then you'll know who it is. But I'm not saying who it is just because I don't want any repercussions against him. Because it's just it's not the point of what I'm trying to do. So he says, so I thought about it. I'm the third best songwriter I know personally. I'll absolutely stand by that. Who are one and two? Go ahead and guess. But I will neither confirm nor deny. Now, I like the game of it. Like, it's fun. For me, um, I also have no idea all who he knows. I do know some people he knows, and of the people I know he knows, I'm already after. I'm already past three people that I think are better songwriters than he is, and that's not a slam. It's just my opinion, right? It's it's a it's an actual opinion, and also like I'm not even sure like what we're talking about in terms of. You know, and Dave to bring Dave back into it. Dave actually asks, like, he's is he's talking like sales style? Like, what do you, what do you what are you actually talking about? And that's important too, right? Like, the best songwriters. Like, what what is the argument? Like, what is what is the best songwriter? Is it one of these K-pop bands that are like a million streams an hour? You can make an argument. Is it that kind of emotional, like tear at your heartstring kind of song? Probably not. Is it like a Taylor Swift being dumped for the seventh time this week kind of song? Probably not. But it's a good song. I mean, Tub Thumping? Anybody remember Tub Thumping? Great song. Not really sure what it's about. The Juicy Fruit commercial for years. Great song. Absolutely fantastic song. But 
what are we what are we talking about? <laughs> like what what are we actually talking about? For me, for what I do, the the credit that I seem to get back from the general public is my ability to convey a real emotion, a real situation, a real life lesson in a song in a way that really makes you feel it, understand it, and sometimes, unfortunately, put you right back in that space because that's how it feels. And I agree. I don't aim for that. I really don't. I spent a lot of my life and a lot of my career not writing that way. I, I, I spent all of my G. Davy time writing pop songs, or as pop as I could get it. And I told the story before. By the time I was done with "She Sells Smiles," I had a CMJ number one song. Like "Smiles" hit number one in a couple of stations around the country, and it didn't do anything for me career-wise. And my producer basically said, "Like, why don't you go back?" To what you do best, which is write, you know, basically from here, from your heart, instead of just writing to write a song. Like you can write formulaically, and it's way more lucrative. I mean, if you think about like the top songs, like they are formula driven as f, right? Does it make a great song? I've I've said repeatedly on this show that like my goal in life is to write a song or songs that like. Not only stand the test of time, but truly embrace people's emotions to the point where it it will stop them in their tracks years from now. I used to say like how good of a song like Minerva is from Deftones, something along those lines. And actually, one of the nicest compliments I've ever gotten. I was talking about that on one of the it was either one of the Long Island Unplugged streams or the New to You music stream. I don't even remember which one, but it, I was talking, we were doing the thing with Mikey and Jimmy, and they were both like, you've done that. You've you've absolutely done that. And that's awesome. Like, it's a smaller scale, so I guess it's hard to see, but, like, if I've done that for them and I've done that for others, then I've really achieved, like, a life goal. Like, God damn it, man. Like, for me. Right? That, that's awesome. Except for the fact that i got to pick a new life goal. I mean, I can't think of anything better than that. So, so for me, like, that is what defines the best songwriters. And I'm not saying that I'm better than he is. I'm just saying that's what defines that kind of stuff for me. And that being said, I know some really good songwriters. Like, I literally hang out with really good songwriters, like, on the regular. Like, kind of the best I know. And I know others, too. Like, I know others that do it professionally, like go to workshops and do it as their day job. You know, like, that's, I mean, yeah, there's got to be some God-given talent. But if you're really working at it, like, you're you're going to get to be a better songwriter. Anybody that does anything, you exercise those muscles, like, you're going to get better at that kind of thing. And I don't know what qualifications to do the post this uh, have, but... I've heard his songs and I like them. They're good. They're catchy. I think they could really benefit from serious production and serious re- rewriting because that's my process and I know what it's done for me. It's not the only process at all. But if if he's just waking up and writing those, like there's a lot of room to go up. And I don't, and I'm, I don't mean any disrespect at all. I just I would avail myself of that. Um, I know that. Uh, I, you know, like I, I have been, I have been working 
on that other end lately where I am taking bits and pieces of a song and arranging them and producing them and trying to make them what I would consider to be better. And again, it's really, it's subjective and it's me, so I can't can't say that it's better, but it's what I think is better. And it's a fun experiment, and as a songwriter, I think it's important to do that, and I didn't realize how important it was to do that, because all it's really doing is making your toolbox bigger and, like, putting, whoa, I could do this like I did in that song, I could do this like I did in that song. Like, I'm really looking forward to doing that, like, and I have plans to do that with other people, because I want to expand that, and they want to work with me to to expand their writing, which is fantastic. And I would, I've been arguing that for any songwriter for as long as I can remember. I Once I started working like with a production team and actually going through that work, I mean, half the G. Davies songs, like literally, like I wrote it, cool, I wrote this song, let's do this song. And that was that. And I really only edited something out if a spark happened or there was just a part I could not play. But man, I, I kick myself. Like, it, it was so obvious. And I wish somebody had just sat me down and said, this is really good. Why don't you work on this part and this part and make that better? I would have been like, oh, I never I never thought of that. It's like if you get dinner, right? Like you get like a nice piece of chicken and like let's say some like French cut string beans and they're really good and you just get some mashed potatoes, but they're just plain mashed potatoes. Be like, wow, this is a really good meal. And if like somebody like leaned in and be like, dude, you want to put some butter and maybe some pepper on those potatoes? You'd be like, oh my God. This meal I thought was great is now greater. I don't know how I got to chicken and mashed potatoes. I also don't know how I got 22 minutes into the show. I really wanted to talk about that because the last thing I wanted to say about it, and was the main thing I wanted to say about it, is like, why would you post that? <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping he's just trying to be agitating and like, you know, like have a talking point and stuff like that. But like, I'm not going to tell you where I feel like I fall as a songwriter. Uh, I will tell you this. I don't think I'm the best songwriter I know. I don't. Not by a lot. Um, but even if I was sure I was fifth, <laughs> for all of my arrogance, for all of my obnoxious, for all of my apparent know-it-all bullshit that I go through and, and dish out all the time, no chance in hell would I be like, yeah, I'm fifth, man. Who do you think uh, one through four? Not, not a chance. I will, however, tell you everybody I think who is not as good as me, and I'll do that right now. Of course. Absolutely kidding. Not even remotely going to do that. Anybody that can write a song, anybody that can pull a thought out of here, put it down into 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 music and make it rhyme even. Like, God bless you. We need more of you. And uh, apparently, I'm willing to help. So, uh, But I'm not open for business. And I'm backed up. I actually have some appointments that I'm going to keep, I swear to God. And they are priorities on my list. And that's, uh, that's going to happen. But anyway. In other news, I, uh, I deep dove... Deep dived, deep dove, deeply divin. <laughs> you'd think a radio guy would be able to talk better than this, but you'd, you'd be wrong. You know what? I, I think I am the third best talker on the radios, and uh, I'm kidding. I don't think that's true either. <laughs> I went deep diving <laughs> into Spotify this week, and the reason probably won't surprise you at all. I'll get into that in a little while, but I did spend some time in the earlier decades, uh, and I spent most of my time, I'm going to say, in the 90s and the early 2000s, and I picked up a lot of music for you this week. So if you hate the 90s and the 2000s and all that other stuff, you might want to 
mute, <laughs> go to a different show, or just stick around. It'll be fun. Maybe you'll learn something. Probably not. But uh, yeah, it's time for some oldish music. Let's go with that. On the box.